Hi everyone, welcome back to the Ball Girls. It's Haley and Jordan as always. Hello. So this week we're just gonna jump right into it. We don't have anyone, it's just some good old girly chat. A little so, chat, the chat. <laughs> little chat rough. <laughs> so first things first, finally this morning the NFL and the NFLPA agreed to some sort of, I don't know what to call it, like a uh, protocol i guess yeah or covid because up until literally this morning players were saying that like you know we have families we don't feel safe when there's literally nothing in place nothing like, COVID protocol exactly i yeah, no idea like what's gonna happen if someone gets covid how are they gonna do testing for covid like can people opt out yeah exactly so now they're saying they're doing daily testing for the first two weeks but it's like after that are you just gonna assume like if everyone tests negative that there's no covid and that's that like like, I, I don't really understand that. Um, am I shocked that that is the approach that the NFL is seeking? No. <laughs> no, no, Roger Goodell, we are not shocked. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, players, like J.J. Watt, he came up with, like, a list of, like, what they don't and do know, um, what, and there was nothing that they knew. Um, training camp is, what, the 28th, so that's, is that a week from today? What's today's date even? I don't even know. It's the 20th, so, yeah, a week tomorrow. Yeah. So, kind of a shirt, 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 <laughs> short turnaround. Yeah, and so many players are like, we have families like Russell Wilson, his, I think he was saying his wife is pregnant or they have a small child or something like that. Like, yeah, pregnant. I didn't know Sierra was pregnant. <laughs> me neither. That's why I had to double check on that. But yeah, that's just like, it's true. Like, a lot of people are bashing on players in all sports for opting out, but it's like they have families, they have small children. I think Russell Wilson, you know, as much as he's one of the best quarterbacks in football right now, would rather spend time with his family if that he had to take an option. Oh, 100%. Don't they do a lot of TikToks? I think so. I think so yeah, he'd rather be TikToking. But um, yeah, it's just wild that they literally did come up running until today. But at least they have something. Yeah, they have something now. Um, yeah, but season, when does the season start? September 10th? Is, oh. Something around that. Well, they just announced too that now they're going to be playing zero preseason games. No so before they reduced it to two, and now it's none. So they're not risking any more exposure than they need to, which is good also because if it doesn't count for anything, really, what's the point? Yeah. So did they just like did they have this plan for five months, or did they just like forget to hit send in the email to like the players and agents and teams? Like, right. And it's not until like because I saw it like. J.J. Watts tweet, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, like, yeah. basically when people took to Twitter, they were like, well, guess we gotta do something, like. The when and where thing all over again. Yeah, like, it's just, it's ridiculous that the players need to, like, speak up before they're actually protected, like, to online, I'm sure they've spoke to the NFLPA multiple times, but they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And millions of people on Twitter have to harass them before they actually do something. Yeah, and I think they said that they had a like a zoom call like a bunch of the players i think they were saying that like the connections within that were going stronger at least i don't know if that's an outcome that you can look at positively maybe um but yeah yeah hopefully yeah for a good nfl season but will there be fans probably not well we already saw that the eagles said no no sports fans at all so yeah, the Eagles, so the city of Philadelphia said no fans, so even Phillies, obviously, like, I'm pretty sure we knew baseball was not going to get it, yeah. but then they apparently went back on it because they had told their season ticket holders, like, they're not going to get billed, but then I think it, it got turned around that now they're, like, they're not totally opposed to no fans. Hmm. It'll so, be interesting to see. 
I think Cleveland, I believe Cleveland said they would do X amount of capacity, but it's just like, I can see them just turning back on it. Like, I think we might've said it, like nothing's guaranteed with any kind of setup, like a league, like the NHL is just starting up soon. That could all just end within two games, not two games, but two days kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Happen. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know what the spike in cases could look like a month from now, like, especially with the NFL, like you have a later start time. So even exactly. if things are slowing down, by the time September 10th comes back around, cases could spike again. And then what are you going to do? Exactly. How many, God, I think I seen a number of how many players have been tested positive, 72, I think, as of last Friday. In the NFL? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So. Yeah, not not a great look. <laughs> I love that. But um, so kind of the weight, speaking of the weight, just a little soccer talk. Um, MLS, there's supposed to be three expansion teams for the year 2020. There's supposed to be one for Charlotte, one for Sacramento, and one for St. Louis. And they are all being pushed to 2021 now just because um, a lot of them, they're playing in like stadiums that hold up to 75,000 people. And like, honestly, people are going to support you if they live in that city. Like, look at the St. Louis Blues, you know, like oh, yeah. they're a team who hadn't yeah, yeah. for so long. And then <laughs> look at them, you know, people who like soccer, no matter what city you live in. If you have a local team, you're going to support them. Yeah. Like Toronto FC, like Toronto FC was like, okay, we have a team. And people were like, okay, but you're for Toronto FC now. Like, even if you don't even moss soccer, I'll still say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like wow. Vegas, you know, like people cheered for other teams and then Vegas was like, we have an expansion team and everyone who lives in Vegas was like, obviously I'm cheering for Vegas now. Yeah. Like, it makes sense, but it's also not the same when you're like expansion, like inaugural season, you have to play with no fans and like, you don't get the same experience, right? Oh, 100%, yeah. So I think they're doing the right thing pushing the season back and it's a good step for the MLS because they know America is kind of like go willy-nilly and being like you know everything's open do whatever yes it's good for the MLS to step in and be like listen we get that you all want teams same with like for the NWSL there's going to be a team in Louisville called Racing Louisville FC same thing they're not really coming out until 2021 so I think that's a good move Mm -hmm. but Canada speaking of they are saying absolutely not to mm. baseball, which yeah. is interesting because they have two NHL hub cities. And maybe that's why, because they don't want the yeah. sports. But I'll let you go in a little bit on this. But Yeah, so they they found out what, a few days ago now. I don't even know when. I think it was by a phone call, too. Yeah, the Canadian government was like, because they don't want cross-border travel only if it's essential but then at that case why is it essential that athletes get to cross the border like you don't really like you don't need it sports do not need to come back so um yeah they are not coming home like what's that song i'm coming home (laughs) that ain't them (laughs) that ain't them so uh yeah they have other options now so my favorite option is buffalo let's go buffalo um I didn't even know the field name changed until two days ago. Sal- Saline Field? It used to be Coca-Cola. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Saline and Saline Field. But yeah, it's a AAA facility. But then I think there's issues with the lighting and then they don't have like training facilities there. So that's the big issue with that. Um, but then Florida is like the best option for them. But besides the health, like yeah. the facility itself and everything, that's fine and dandy for them. But then it's the... Florida is a ship. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's that. 
Um, <laughs> and then they've been saying PNC in Pittsburgh and then Camden Yards in Baltimore. And then actually Shy reported on it. Um, professor, yes. Um, he was saying how like there would be conflicts. So then like, I think in September, there's no conflicts that they wanted to play in Baltimore, I believe it was. But then they were saying that they could go back and forth. There's no limits on that. It's, I found that kind of confusing, though, because at the same time as you, they want to play in MLB stadiums, obviously. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Why would they, like, they're already traveling, so it also, it's a pro in that way. But why would you just want to keep traveling nonstop to different, like, get readjusted in another, like, stadium? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. And aren't like seven of their first games in Florida, anyways? Like, despite yeah. COVID, like their home opener is in what is it, two days, three days now, um, against the Rays. Yeah. So, yeah. like, as much as Florida outside the world, as long as they take precautions, because if you've already opted in, I think you know the risks associated with what you're doing. So, yeah. kind of staying inside your little. MLB bubble if you're already in Florida because that was the thing that kind of made me laugh when they first got the schedule it was like this whole thing they left Dunedin yeah. they come back to Toronto they're training in Toronto they get the schedule they're playing Florida like <laughs> yeah like, I feel bad for them but like here's another thing like they're such a young team that maybe they could get used to the AAA park because some of them yeah they've only been playing at the rogers center and like in big league stadiums for like a year or two you know they're, yeah, they're exactly close to when they were playing college or high school ball whatever in those kinds of stadiums so even a triple a facility is probably better than what they played college in like because like at least they're on the road a bit before they actually have their home opener um but yeah honestly my i want buffalo um yeah, that's, that's about it. I seen an article because I'm stupid and believed it. I think SB Nation put it out. And it was just like, what was it? And do, do you know what a Nimitz uh, class aircraft carrier is? No, it's I know nothing about it. That carries planes and like war, I think warplanes. Okay. Um, and I seen an article and it's just like, can the Blue Jays play their games? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Cadet Kelly. Oh my god. It was fake though. It was fake. But Cadet Kelly. Oh. I fell for that. That was on me. That is so funny. Well, <laughs> I guess moving on from the aircrafts then. Mm-hmm. So we all know that the Redskins and the Indians have been kind of looking into name changes. And yeah. there's been some teams who said kind of no, like the Blackhawks and the Seminoles, because Blackhawk and Seminole are more so warrior names mm-hmm. than, like, indigenous slurs, yeah. I guess you would say. And that's not my place to say. This is just what, you know, team statements have said. Like, a Blackhawk is a warrior, a Seminole is a warrior, and that's why they don't feel they should change them versus a Redskin or an Indian. Yeah. But uh, the Edmonton Eskimos of the CFL have come out and said they're also looking into a name change and a lot of people there's like mixed reviews on it which is very odd to me yeah because like you would think like all the other teams too first of all there was one point in the cfl where two teams were named the rough riders there's only eight teams and two of them were named the rough riders i don't understand how you lack that much creativity when there's literally only eight teams <laughs> i could give you other options well, no dogs like, I don't know. Snowbirds. Yeah. 
like literally anything that some people were like oh well an Eskimo is not a slur that's just what they are yeah I would say they were very hesitant on not hesitant but like they seemed kind of they they just didn't want to talk about it maybe kind of yeah it was kind of like swept under the rug like because the the feedback was not like so like the Redskins it was like your main sponsor for your field is saying like we're not gonna fund you anymore if you're named the Redskins like figure it out whereas the Eskimos were kind of like should should we do that too or Bel Air was it Bel Air Direct they were questioning the relations with them I think that's their main sponsor or one of their sponsors and they were saying they were like "Mm, mm, do we do we stay um But it's weird because, okay, so you seen that there was a press release or something came out about it like last week, right? Where they were interested in yeah. changing the name. Well, then apparently they went back on that. And I didn't know that at all. So I was reading, I seen in two or three articles, I think it was CBC that posted it, but they were saying that uh, they're refusing to confirm two published uh, articles or notes from TSN and then Post Media. Mm. So, but like, there was a statement and I was, you, are you going back on it? Because that's me trying to argue with the free people customer service on my $100. <laughs> you agreed to pay this on your card statement. Okay, but I did do that, but. You're not wrong. But. Now, is it still on their social media, like their original statement? I did not check. I'm going to check that right now because that's like, I don't even know. If, okay, yeah. So on July 8th, they said, we acknowledge and appreciate the feedback and input regarding our name. We take this issue seriously, as has been demonstrated by the three years we've spent engaging in Canada's North and conducting research related to our name. We recognize that a lot has occurred since the information was gathered, and as a result, we are accelerating our ongoing process of review. We will be seeking further input from the Inuit, our partners, and other stakeholders to inform our decisions moving forward. We'll continue to listen carefully with an open mind. We intend to complete our review as quickly as possible and we'll provide an update by the end of the month. So y'all got 10 days, Edmonton. Pay up or shut up. Do it. Get into it. Get into it. Yeah, that's um that's odd. And I mean, like, it's true. I mean, it's not our place to say it's offensive or not. It's yeah. still the indigenous communities to say so. But for them to just be like, we're looking into it and then so we looked, we didn't see. Um, what is gonna what's gonna jet out? Oh, to see out my eyes. <laughs> the first time it's me. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> for real. Like it's just it's so odd. I don't know what's going on there. We'll see. I mean for for real, we still haven't heard anything from the Redskins. They they've still been like, we're we're looking into it and heard nothing. Meanwhile, new eras like we're ending our contract with the bills yeah okay wild wings get on that Wait, okay so i said that okay so i said like get on it right and yeah. people from buffalo were getting mad at me we don't want this chain restaurant like this is disrespectful we are known for our chicken wings i didn't know that buffalo was known for chicken wings i didn't either. i didn't know either um maybe it's just like a cross-country cultural thing um i just thought it would be really great because like for instance, Little Caesars, are you like, does that mean that they're saying the pizza in Detroit is shit? No. No, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, it's literally just a sponsor. Like, that's all it is. I don't know why people are so, like, up in arms about it. Yeah, this guy was saying that he was gonna 
board not board he was calling it some random name i'm sorry to say random but i don't know the name what it was before new era it was the re the regan the regan i'm gonna look it up but anyways um he's like i'm calling it that like i call it that i don't even call it new era and i'm like okay i get that but like for instance skydome i still call it skydome it's the rogers center now doesn't mean i'm gonna boycott my phone bills because i'm with rogers like that's like the air canada center in scotia bank it's still called the acc like no i only like dial up phones like the ones from (laughs) budweiser stage are you saying craft beer there's actually no craft beer in ontario we only have budweiser like it's not that serious wait there's no craft beer in ontario no, I'm joking. <laughs> There's lots of craft beer in Ontario. Believe me, I could, I could tell you all about it. I gotta wait. Old name of new era field. But yeah, it's just, it's a little bit ridiculous that people are so... Up Ralph Wilson. The Ralph, they called it. Oh, the Ralph. Okay. I mean, My like, bad. I'm not a football person, really. I just like the Browns. I, I've been saying this since day one. Like, I like football. I just don't follow the league so when people ask me questions about like the ravens when dude i don't know (laughs) (laughs) just say lamar jackson and that's all you need to know yeah yeah that's that's all we have right now for i mean we don't really even follow the cfl to be quite honest this is like the most cfl content you're ever gonna get from us i went to an argos game um when i was god pretty young and well this is when they still played at sky dome I remember I was in a box seat though because my mom was friends with one of their past players. Like he was a family friend, I guess. Yeah. So I went to a game uh, like in the box there and our hostess lady was like a singer. My mom's like, sing for her. Get things <laughs> pushing me. Little 10-year-old fat me at this girl at an Argos game. And that's all I remember. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I don't think I've ever been to a CFL game. The only thing, I went to Tim Hortons Field twice. Once for an Arkells concert and once to see Team Canada play. The women. Do you say Tim Hortons Field? That yeah. must mean all the coffee in Hamilton is disrespected. Yeah. How no. dare they? How dare they? Also, the name for donut holes is Timbits. I said what I said. It's true. It is true. Donut hole. Munchkins? Okay, maybe. But still, I, I do. But like, I the thing is, like, people are like, if I get it from Dunkin' Donuts, it's a munchkin. But if I get it from somewhere else, it's donut holes. Like, no, it is just universally Timbits here. I've never heard one person say donut hole, even if they're getting, like, I don't even think people buy packs of Timbits from grocery stores. No, but even, like, other donut shops or, like, you know, like, coffee and bagel shops that might have some, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're just Timbits. Yeah. They're just Timbits. But the pride of Canada, other than Timbits, is obviously hockey. Hockey. And- and- the NHL awards are their nominations are here, even though the season only got played like halfway. But mm-hmm. so there has been a lot of controversy about this, mostly over the Lady Bing. Yes, because obviously the Lady Bing is for whatever player has shown like the most gentlemanly, chivalrous experience, pretty much. Yeah, and Austin Matthews was nominated, and a lot of people did not like that. After, yeah, let's recap <laughs> it because he mooned. <laughs> Uh, security woman um and then you have mckinnon on i think mckinnon's gonna get it because then you have ryan o'reilly and I, there's no disrespect on my end to ryan o'reilly and his tim hortons crashing through it um i think was he with buffalo when he did that i think he was still with buffalo um but yeah no my old boss uh is his cousin so no disrespect there honestly great great guy all around 
So yeah, no, I <laughs> and I always like I recall seeing the commercials of Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby like working at a little Tim Hortons in Nova Scotia. I was like, like when would that ever happen here? Literally never. I'm not gonna go to my local Tim Hortons and see like Austin Matthews just like serving out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> Like spits in it, hands it to me. I just thought, like, who would be really cool to see at a Tim Hortons drive-through and hand me coffee? Um, Tessa and Scott. Actually, Tessa, Scott, and Morgan. Yeah. Yes. All three of them, please. All three of them. The love triangle we all deserve. Truly, will. That's the thing. It's like I love Tessa and Morgan, but like I want Tessa and Scott to be together. But I don't want Tessa and Morgan to break up. It's so hard. We're uh, not sure who's going to win the Lady Bang because that's an odd nomination for Matthews to get. But other nominations are so for the Calder Trophy, we've got Avalanche defenseman Kale McCarr, Canucks defenseman Quinn Hughes, and then Blackhawks left wing Dominic Kubelik. That's how I think you say it. I believe so, yes. But I'm not great at names, so. Yeah, I, don't, I genuinely have like no idea who's going to win this one because it's all, they all have different stats. Like one leads in yeah. points, one leads in goals. I want to say it's going to be Hughes because he leads in uh, assist points and, wait, he see, leads in assist points and power play points. Right. But then like Kubelik leads yeah. in goals. So I'm just picking him because he's leading in multiple yeah. numbers guy. <laughs> Big number go with. Quinn Hughes, oh my god, I'll, anytime I say Hughes, I think of Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes on TikTok, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes. Oh my god. All the teenage girls, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes. <laughs> I can't. Anyways, um, Jack Adams Award, that's for Coach of the Year, and I just want my man Torts to get it. <laughs> John Torrell, I love him so much. Like, so much. Just the energy. <laughs> Literally, that energy, like I want columbus to win a cup just because i want him to win a cup no i really don't care about any of the players y'all like, like i get you players. work hard but like Wierenski of course is the one who deserves the cup Wierenski and dubrois dubrie pierre dubrie oh, what's his name he was in 2016 the third overall pick i don't know but i can't say his name and that's the only two people i know on um columbus because i think t- yeah two people artemi panarin left i believe right yeah, and then Babowski, goalie left. Yeah, he so speaking of Panarin, he's up for the Ted Lindsay Award as well as our boy McKinnon and Leon Dreisaitl. So Dreisaitl led the league with 110.67 assists and 44 power play points, which is an insane stat. Like, I really don't know how you can kind of be better than that, honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, McKinnon and Panarin are both well-rounded players too, but that's like – insane especially for like how underperforming the Oilers always are the yeah. fact that we have players that are just like incredible superstars and put up these numbers and they still can't win like what's the issue you know yeah so then we have the Frank J Selk uh that's one of the defensive trophies and so then you have Patrice Bergeron from the Bruins you have Flyers Sean Cotier that's how you say it right yeah. I so, right? Couture, yeah, I think. Couture, I don't know if it's French or not. To be and then <laughs> and then my boy Van O'Reilly. Um I'm gonna go with Bergeron. Yeah. Bergeron like, is just a beast. Yeah, but this is ninth straight nomination and this would be the fi- fifth time if he wins, the fifth time he's won it. I would like to say share the wealth, but 
this is a dog league. Go keep getting, keep winning, get your coin. Um, exactly. And that would actually is, that would be a record. So yes, get your coin. Um, he got the Bruins tri- president's trophy. So that's pretty great. Um, and then, yeah, allowed the fewest goals in the league. So we're going to go with Bergeron. Yeah, I'm going with him too. But for actual defensemen, because all the nominees for that are centers, yes. but actual defensemen, 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 defense people, <laughs> defense women. Um, for the Norris Trophy, the nominees are John Carlson from the Capitals, Victor Hedman from the Lightning, and then Roman Yossi from the Predators. I literally have no idea who I think is going to win this one. Like, I don't... Can we so, put Jake Gardner in for the nominations? <laughs> and, uh, ooh! Uh, like, Carlson is a first-time finalist. Hedman is a finalist for the fourth straight season, and he won the Norris in 2017-2018. And then Yossi finished the regular season with the third most ice time, and then came second among defensemen in all golds, goals, assists, and points. Why can't I speak today? But that's like a, that's a toss-up. You've got a winner, a first-timer, and somebody who's, like, the second-best defenseman in the league, so. Pick who you want. Because you literally don't know anything at this point, and, like, it, I don't know, it's not up to us. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what I think, to be honest. Uh, just the one that kind of made me laugh was the Lady Bing, because it's, like, you know, somebody like- who shows exception, exceptionally gentleman conduct, and we were all like, who? Yeah, and it's it's weird because – it's a career low for Matthews. His penalty minutes, they were low. So I guess that's why he drew it in. But then wouldn't you think that your on-ice or your off-ice performance would also play into more sportsman, gentlemanly-like? Um, Ryan O'Reilly, okay, um, should have touched on this, actually. But he had – this is his sixth year uh, that he's had less than 10, like under 10 penalty minutes. Oh damn! So honestly, I'm gonna put him in instead of Nathan McKinnon. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna take my Nathan McKinnon vote out and put Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, that's nuts. And I get what you're saying because I agree. Like, yeah, if you don't, you know, you're not causing fights and stirring things on the ice, that's a good thing. But it also should be about your behavior off the ice. You're a role model for small children, hockey players all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you're good on the ice doesn't make you a good person. We've seen that with players who are cancers in the locker room who speak out. They can literally be the best players and what they say in post-grim interviews, how they treat their friends, their partners, things like that is disgusting. Like, it, it really should have to do with how you act off the ice, too. Because exactly. if it's just about on-ice performance, like, you shouldn't name it then somebody who shows, like, outstanding, exceptional gentleman skills because, like, okay, you're just not slashing people. Congrats. Like, kudos. He was a nice big trophy. But you remember that lady that you... We don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I think that's so odd, but... Yeah, we'll find out in September. I, I think it's September they're doing it now after the playoffs. Yeah, I think so, which would make sense because then you would see... This is what I'm saying, like, you'll be able to have a little bit more insight of who we think is going to win once we actually see some more hockey. Yeah. But enough about hockey. Now on to women's sports, what we truly care about. Hi. So it came out actually two days ago, I think. So... Not this, the person I'm going to talk about, but two days ago, Washington Mystics, um, their 2012 MVP, Tina Charles, announced that she was opting out because she has asthma. 
but this is like a huge thing because Elena Deladon, who is an amazing basketball player, one of my favorite basketball players, and she has Lyme disease. Her opto got denied for the season. And everyone was like, um, pardon me. And now for those of you who don't watch the WNBA, um, first of all, open your eyes. Second of all, uh, the Washington Mystics are the 2019 WNBA champions. And mm-hmm. Elena Deladon played in the finals with not one, not two, but three herniated discs in her back. She played the finals with three herniated discs in her back to help them win a championship. So she wrote for the Players' Tribune, she wrote this whole open letter being like, you know, this is about my health. This has nothing to do with me not wanting to play the game. I was hurt last year and I played because I love the game. It has nothing to do with that. And you see all these other people and they have valid reasons. You know, Tina Charles has asthma. Obviously COVID is affecting your respiratory system. You don't want to screw that up. You know, people who've opted out to like opt for social justice change. Absolutely. That's a valid reason. But for them to deny her of all people, not even because of who she is as a person, but like she has a valid, she takes 64 pills a day for her disease and you're going to tell her no. Do you, like I'm, from what I'm understanding from it, because yeah, I don't watch basketball and I definitely need to. Um, do you think it's because like she's a top player? So they think that they would lose like viewership on it kind of thing. And she wasn't there. Like if it was a top player leaving like a league, for instance, like if LeBron's like, I ain't playing this year. Do you think it would be, it's similar like, to one of those where like, they know people wouldn't tune in as much? Like kind of, but also in the same breath, you've got, like we were talking about with Lindsay, you've got Sabrina Inescu, who is like, the next best thing out of college to play. She's playing for New York. Kia mm-hmm. Nurse plays for New York. You've got the Seattle Storm where you've already got Brianna Stewart. You've got Sue Bird. You've got the Phoenix Mercury where you've got Diana Taurasi. You've got a bunch of the big names still playing in the league. Yeah. And yeah, Elena Deladon is a big name in the league, but like, I don't think anyone's going to stop. People who are truly WNBA fans are not going to stop watching yeah. if she doesn't play. If anything, they're going to stop watching now because they're like, okay, screw you. You're going to tell one of your best players who's literally played hurt and given up so much that you're not going to pay her because you're saying she just wants a check and whatever. And also, how do you know all these other people don't just want a check? I know they don't. But, you know, how can you say that when somebody has a medical disease that is documented, they take medication for it? And also Lyme disease, like, messes with corona in the sense that, like, she already knows she has Lyme disease, but like they're the same symptoms. So mm-hmm. if she feels like she's got fatigue, a fever, chills or whatever, they might think she has COVID, but that's just her having Lyme disease. And she might not know the difference. She might contract COVID and not know it because those are side effects that she deals with living with Lyme disease. It was just so messed up. Like, well, how can you Did they it? say why they weren't going to let her? Is it? Um, they basically said like, in her words, I don't, I don't really think the WNBA came out with anything. Um, I'm going to look it up to see for sure. But I think, uh, I think they basically said, like, you know, she would either have to choose between her health or her paycheck. But the Mystics actually announced that they're going to pay her whether she plays or not. Oh, okay. So, it's not like up to the WNBA anymore. But she said in her letter, she wrote, it hurts that the W, a place that's been my one big dream in life for as long as I can remember. I've given my blood, sweat, and tears to for seven ongoing eight seasons. Has basically told me that I'm wrong about what's happening in my own body. What I'm here is that I'm faking a disability. That I'm trying to get out of work and still collect a paycheck. Like, how can you say that when you literally know that this person a year ago was playing in the finals 
with three herniated discs. If I had like a stubbed finger, I'd be like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Me with my sprained foot <laughs> from running from a rat today. Like, like I am out of commission for three to five weeks. I am so sorry. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. But I'm glad that Washington's come out and said we're paying her no matter what. I think that was a thing too. Like, because I'm not sure of the financial process if it goes through because the way the WNBA works and they get money from the NBA, from each NBA team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like the WNBA as an organization pays the salaries instead of individual teams would in other yeah. sports. And that's why they had to go through the WNBA. But I'm glad that she doesn't have to go through that. But it's just still messed up even that she was denied in the first place. I, I like, like I said before, like you wouldn't think that play, like you, we forgot that when baseball players started opting out that they were even going to opt out. But then now, like, no one thought that someone would get denied it. Well, exactly. Like, being opted out, people were like, oh, you're selfish, whatever. Meanwhile, she's like, hi, my health is important. I want to opt out. They're like, no, you can't. Like, get in there. <laughs> no. Yeah, not a good look for the W, but the Washington Mystics made it right. So we love that for them. But lastly, in the world of women's sports, this one makes me super happy. So the Challenge Cup, the NWSL, the semifinals are set, and three of the top four seeds have all been knocked out. It's amazing. So the NC Courage, OL Reign, and Washington Spirit, who were the top three seeds, have all been knocked out. My Chicago Red Stars beat OL Reign in penalty kicks. I think that Sky Blue FC also won in penalty kicks. I'm not sure. And then the Portland Thorns, our girl Christine Sinclair. I was going to say, that's all I know. <laughs> they beat the top-ranked NC Courage, which is amazing. And then lastly, the Houston Dash. I think the Houston Dash were the fourth-ranked seed, and then the Utah Royals were the fifth-ranked seed playing each other. The Portland Thorns were actually the last seed, so our girl Christine Sinclair came through. I don't actually know if she scored or not, but she's my queen. So. Probably because she's a queen. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting that literally the top three teams all got knocked out in the first round which just goes to show because usually the way playoffs are set you know it's not kind of like this round robin thing that seeds you and then but it's kind of interesting it's like when they introduced the college football playoff and then like literally a fourth seed won the whole thing because teams are capable of playing to the level of who they're playing it's just you know, sometimes you lose to a very terrible team, and sometimes you beat good. It's like Arsenal. Cheering for Arsenal is my cross to bear. Um, being an Arsenal fan is the worst because they lose to teams like BHA, and they just beat Man City and Liverpool back to that game. So I don't know what's going on, but we love the NWSL. I'm super excited. Their two semifinals are on Wednesday. One is at the times are so odd because one is at like 12:30 p.m. The other one's at 10 p.m. So like, it's a long gap, right? We get the times wrong, like. Did they think that they were doing, like... You know, a lot of games have been super late at night. I don't know what it is, like... Because I'm assuming it's not because they can only get the field time then, because they play at one field. I'm sure they're only letting the NWSL use that field because COVID. So I don't know why it's so late. But can you put it at 3 p.m.? Maybe more. they're sanitizing the locker rooms and it takes that long to... Maybe. Maybe they use, like, the sanitizing fog or whatever. I don't know. But all I know is that I'm super excited to see who's winning because now that the top seeds are out it's actually fun because then it's like oh who's gonna win it you know Ooh, we love that we love that for them but speaking of college football uh trevor lawrence is engaged i was dying at the tweets it's like his knee's not down he's running a fake (laughs) yeah that's i didn't even know he had a girlfriend that's crazy i seen on so it's actually funny so last night on tiktok you know, TikTok before bed, and some girl's like, oh, like, my best friend's getting engaged, 
some random girl. Like, I have no idea who she is. It was really cute, though, because, like, I guess, I don't know if you picked her up. You couldn't see Trevor Lawrence. You don't know it's him at all. Okay. And I was like, oh, like, she was sitting in a car. She's like, oh, I have to drive to Clemson. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then you keep watching. She's putting out these photos, and you still have no idea that there's anything Trevor Lawrence related until they walk in, not even the fiance. But then Trevor Lawrence walks in, and everyone's like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> in the comments, and we're like, oh, we didn't know this was about Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. That's like, honestly, my dream proposal, which I do not know any, well, my family, so my family members went to Ohio State, but I do not know anyone who played for Ohio State. I did not go to Ohio State. But like, my dream proposal would to be proposed on at the field. But there's this one couple who, the guy, so remember the AAF, like the American Alliance of Football? Yes. So the guy, Mark, Mike Berkovici, he played for, I think, San Antonio or San Diego. I literally, that, that league is so, like, beyond my memory. <laughs> but he played for one of those teams. So he went to ASU and his girlfriend went to ASU. So that's where they met. And then same thing, it was like a proposal video of them at ASU on the field. And then it was like the screen. And it was like, will you marry me? I was like, literally it was just this so cute but yeah congrats to trevor lawrence this one's for you it's water but cheers cheers broth cheers mum for the money have a little faith in me now it's all i need yeah we really why do we always do a british accent or anything british related because that's all like half our personality being this the thing is we're not even trying to like you know make fun of people the amount of time like literally from 2011 until like 2015 I was like I'm gonna live in London like I was born to live in London I still thought that till this year (laughs) like truly I would love to live in England but like truly one direction like I used to throw random I do you know what the worst thing I used to do was my one friend Nick called me out I used to put the location on my tweets as Manchester, England, and he was like, you're literally not in Manchester, you psycho, can you turn that off? Who was from Manchester, from one direction? Literally none of them. <laughs> but it was like, I didn't want to do London, because it was like too cliche to do London. Which what is in Essex. What? Cheshire? <laughs> what? Gloucester? No, Cheshire is where Harry was from. Yes. And Cheshire. Then, yeah, and then, um... Bradford was where Zane was from. Bradford bad boy. Bradford boys. <laughs> but yeah, no, I used to have on my iPhone 4, I used to have like a case that was like um, Big Ben and like a double-decker bus. I was obsessed. And I used to use like lingo all the time and be like, I'm knackered, mate. <laughs> Absolutely bollocked. <laughs> it was so bad. The amount I would throw into my vocabulary and people would be like, what did you just say? Well, when we, we and Haley don't watch the movie Aloha on Netflix, don't do it. Um, <laughs> We cut the movie off 20 minutes in. I'm surprised we lasted that long. Um, but we go on to Netflix party. And what was my, what's my name? Rebecca <laughs> Femane XX. <laughs> what is that from? Okay, so when me and Sabrina did like a British day where we watch only British movies, um, we decided to do British names, I guess. So it was Rebecca Femane XX. Oh my god, you guys kill me. We should do a reaction video. Maybe not a reaction video, but like a reaction pod to us watching Snog Mary Avoid. Oh my god. Because that was the most ruthless show. Oh Did you watch it? No, I want to. Oh my god, it's like um what's that so show with like Stacey London? You know, like the lady with the black hair and the gray streak? Like, like what not to wear? wear? Yeah, so it's kinda like that or it, oh, yeah, kinda like oh. that. But so they would pick these girls like from Essex from like 
Bradford, like 20 layers of orange tan, like glue on lashes with actual like hot glue gun kind of shit. And they pick them up off, like not off the street, but they do this video um, and show them what the reaction of like the public was to them. They're like, oh, I wouldn't even snogger. I wouldn't even touch it with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> Oh my god, I literally, my self-esteem could be that. Oh my god, I would literally just, like, jump off a cliff. It was so awkward, because then the girls, and they would have guys, too. There was a guy just as a pirate, but they, <laughs> they would have girls, and they're like, oh, that's not nice, in it. I actually think I'm a quite nice chav, like a nice, la- I'm a I nice gal. I'm a bird, you know, from the Geordie Shore. You have to watch it, or, and also, I'm sorry, this turned into a whole British podcast right now, but whatever. Watch the sh- have you seen the show, um, what is it? dating naked or something like that oh i feel like i have seen that one that's oh. not guilty isn't it is it i don't know it's a british one. Oh, maybe not i don't so, know i feel like there's an american version of it though let me t- let me tell you so I-, I don't even know how i got into it but it's this guy would come on a show or like a girl and they it, they have these naked people like whatever like gender sex whatever they were attracted to would be behind these walls mm-hmm. and it would slowly open up like this window so they start off by showing the person's dick or vagina, being, and they have to base off if they want to date them off what they, that looks like. And oh. then they would go up to their boobs or, like, their chest, and the person's like, yeah, I can see me getting on with them. Like, it's literally chest. <laughs> and they wonder why women are so sexualized, and men, too. But, like, that is ridiculous. You gotta watch it. It is so weird. Because, like, they, I, they show you everything. Like, it's not even, like, pixelated out. It's so weird. Well then, to our uh, loyal listeners, that's all we have for this week. Watch it. I think that's what it's called, but yes. Take care, y'all. Bye.